0: I was in a lot of prayer this week asking our Lord how he wanted us to enter Advent. And the Lord gave me a message for the community. I'm first going to read the message in its entirety to you. And then we're going to go sentence by sentence. So on November 27th, Our Lord said this to love crucified. My little ones, prepare this Advent for my second coming. You have been chosen, as were John the Baptist, St. Joseph and Mary, to prepare yourselves and many for my Eucharistic reign through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. As in a new Pentecost. The path. Has been entrusted to you. As God's gift. Of his divine mercy. To prepare yourselves. And the church. For what is to come. Prepare this Advent united to my mother and St. Joseph as you recommit yourselves to live with greater faithfulness and zeal the simple path to union with God. This path Is a gift for my church before the justice of God touches the earth. This path is the preparation of my saints who have allowed their hearts and minds to be washed with the blood of the Lamb. This path is the preparation of the 144,000 victim souls who will endure these end times and usher in the reign of my mother with my Eucharistic reign. My Eucharistic reign will be a time of peace, in which my presence will be seen through my living hosts. These lights in the world will shine brightly, and many will come to know and love me in the Eucharist, thus making my Eucharistic presence the center of their lives. I will be known, adored, and glorified in my Eucharist through the impulse of the Holy Spirit. Prepare this Advent by pondering who you are and the mission entrusted to you. Let us begin. The word prepare Appears seven times in this message from the Lord. He first tells us that we are Preparing for his second coming And he reveals that this coming is Not the final coming But the coming of his eucharistic reign He's telling us that we in love-crucified need to prepare individually, but that we also have been given the mission from God to help prepare the church. Then, in the fourth sentence, he is asking us to prepare specifically during this time of Advent, united to our Blessed Mother and Saint Joseph, to recommit ourselves to live with greater faithfulness and zeal, the simple path to union with God. This is something my sisters and I, I said to the men Thursday, that each of us individually have to go before the Lord in prayer, in adoration and ask him, what does that mean for each of us? What does it mean for you? And what does it mean for me to recommit? How do we do that this Advent? Then the next three sentences, the Lord specifically speaks of the path. And twice in this message, The Lord calls the path a gift. The first sentence the Lord speaks of the path is this. He says, the path is a gift for my church before the justice of God touches the earth. So again, the Lord, as he has told us before, has been preparing us for this time for the world and church. And he's telling us that the path is specifically a gift to prepare our hearts and minds and souls for this time of justice. The next two sentences that the Lord speaks of the path are connected to the book of Revelations. So here's where I would like to to focus this morning with you. In the first sentence, the Lord says, This path is the preparation of my saints who have allowed their hearts and minds to be washed with the blood of the Lamb. As we know by living the path the path brings us into a deep purification with and through the blood of Jesus Christ, the purification of our wounds, the purification of our disorders, making them ordered, the purification of our minds. And this is very much related in the book of Revelations chapter 7 verse 14 speaking about who these 144,000 are it says, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. The third sentence in the message concerning the path says this. This path is the preparation of the 144,000. The Lord is referring to the book of Revelations. He specifically, though, is telling us that these souls are victim souls. In the book of Revelations, the 144,000 are mentioned twice. First in chapter 7 and then in chapter 14. In chapter 7, in verses Three through four, it mentions this group of souls. And 144 is not meaning, if that's an exact number, means a, a multitude of souls. In chapter seven, it says this. Do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees. Till we have sealed the servants of our God upon their foreheads. And I heard the number of the sealed, a hundred and forty-four thousand. Now it's significant also that they are sealed on their foreheads. This is also stated in In chapter 14, in verse 1, it says this, Then I looked, and behold, on Mount Zion stood the Lamb, and with him a hundred and forty-four thousand, who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. Then he goes on in verse 4 of chapter 14 of Revelations to explain again who these souls are, these 144,000. It says, it is these who have not defiled themselves with women, for they are chaste. It is these who follow the lamb wherever he goes. These have been redeemed from mankind as first fruits for God and the lamb. And in their mouth no lie was found for they are spotless. This is significant for us because from the beginning the Lord has spoken to us of the importance of purity and the importance of our missionaries of the cross being washed, the purity of their bodies, their minds, their souls, the purity of our desires, all is contained in here. It is the purification with the Lamb of God, making us wear our bridal gowns, that the Lord has also shown us. This also you see in the book of Revelations where it mentions the white robes. Our bridal gowns are white with red, the blood of the lamb. We, my sisters, are part of these souls being prepared by God as his spotless bride This is so powerful. This is such a gift we have received. The Lord wants to expand our understanding this Advent so we can enter this Christmas appreciating in a much greater way the immensity of the gift that God has given us. I'm going to read to you one more message and then I'm going to focus on the foreheads, the signing of our foreheads. Back in 2012, November 27th, the Lord spoke to me about Revelations chapter 14. Therefore, this chapter for years has been very significant to me personally. And one of our encounters in Georgia, I focused on the book of Revelation, specifically chapter 14, but the Lord said this back in 2012, The time is at hand for the fulfillment of Revelation 14. I, the Lamb of God, am coming to reap the harvest but first the 144,000 are sealed and prepared. These are my holy remnant of victim souls that have been made clean in the blood of the Lamb and marked with the power of my cross, the sealing of our foreheads is a special grace the Lord has wanted us to know that we have received. Of course, we have all received it in baptism, but we have also been given a special grace through our covenant. In December 25th Christmas Day of 2010 the Lord said this the days are coming my daughter in which I will it will not be safe for you to walk in the streets my time of mercy is coming to its end. The time of justice is at hand. Many will die as the darkness sweeps through the entire world. There will be moaning and groaning and grinding of teeth. You will hear the shrieking of the evil ones. Many souls will be snatched in despair because they fail to recognize the time of my visitation. They have turned their backs on the God of hosts. But my soul sealed with the cross on their foreheads will rise up to defeat the darkness. It is now the time to proclaim my glorious cross. Bring many to the cross to be united with my mother of the cross, my daughter. It will be like the time of Noah. Very few people will be prepared in the safety of my cross. So you see, my sisters, that from the beginning, the Lord has been preparing us and telling us that our safety is in the cross. In August 9th of 2012, God the Father blessed the community of love crucified. When he spoke to us, About our love crucified covenant and this is what he said I the God of heaven and earth have received your covenant I have placed you in the palm of my hand to guide you protect you to bless you to anoint you I seal you on your foreheads with the sign of the cross, with the precious blood of my only begotten son. I am forming you to fight the decisive battle at hand. Do not be afraid, for I, the God of heaven and earth, am with you. You must become one with the sacrifice of my beloved son, so that you can possess the power of God to pierce the dragon and conquer him. The world does not understand, but you understand, for you have listened to my son. Be at peace, know that I am with you, I hold you in the palm of my hand and I bless you. It is also in the book of Revelation very clear that these 144,000 souls marked on their foreheads and washed by the blood of the Lamb and given and made one with the blood of the lamb, are the souls that conquer the dragon. In the book of Revelations, I don't have it here in front of me, but it specifically speaks about how this group of souls, this multitude of souls are the ones that ride on the white horse with word of God which is Jesus Christ and conquer the dragon. There is another word that's important in the third sentence where this Lord speaks about the path and the preparation of the 144,000. He says, these are my victim souls who will endure and usher in, will endure these end times and usher in the reign of my mother and my Eucharistic reign. Therefore, when the Lord tells us that we are being prepared through the path for what is to come, there are two things that are to come. The time of tribulation, which is also the tribulations of our daily life, the storms, the shake-ups, but also the great tribulation that will come when the justice of God touches the earth. As the Lord prophesies to St. Faustina that this time of mercy will come to an end and that those that do not enter through the doors of mercy will have to enter through the doors of his justice. And so he is, when he says, I'm preparing you for what is to come, it's that. But he's also preparing us for his Eucharistic reign. And here, the last three parts of the message for Advent for us is very focused on this glorious time, the Eucharistic Reign. The first sentence after the three where he tells us what the path is, he says, My Eucharistic Reign will be a time of peace in which my presence will be seen through my living hosts. So the Eucharistic Reign is the time of peace And how beautiful to know what is the path preparing us to become living host. Living host is the same as the grace that Blessed Conchita received that she called the mystical incarnation. Is when Jesus Christ is fully present within us. It is the same as St. Paul. St. Paul receives and lives the mystical incarnation. St. Paul is a living host. When St. Paul says, it is no longer I that lives, but Christ who lives in me, he knows he has been transformed into a living host. And because he radiates and is the light of Jesus Christ, Many, many souls come to know Jesus Christ and the church through him, like all the saints. So this is what the Lord is not only doing with Blessed Conchita and St. Paul, but he's doing with each of us. If we allow him to transform us, if we allow him to purify us, in the way we all need to be purified. The next sentence he goes on to explain this time of his Eucharistic reign. He says, These lights in the world will shine brightly, and many will come to know and love me in the Eucharist, thus making my Eucharistic presence the center of their lives. And the Lord then makes a statement, a a bold statement. He says, I will be known, adored, and glorified. And it will come about through the impulse of the Holy Spirit, the new Pentecost for the church. And then the last sentence, he brings us back to the beginning. Prepare this Advent by pondering who you are and the mission entrusted to you. Recently the Lord placed something in my heart that has helped me tremendously. He allowed me to know that many times I see people and situations in my life, even the mission, through the very narrow lens of my understanding. And when I look and understand situations through my narrow lens of understanding, it can bring me to sadness, disappointment, doubt, frustration. And the Lord encouraged me to begin to look at all the situations in my daily life through his understanding. And it is amazing when I started to do that with the most ordinary things in my daily life. Meditating all these days on the book of Revelations has helped me tremendously to see the ordinary events of my life through the great length of the understanding of God. As I ponder, the book of Revelations is a gift to the church, to all of us, to all Christians. It is showing us, it is the prophetic voice of God himself telling us exactly what's going on in our lives and in the world in the time we're living through the entire book of revelations. It's so beautiful to see as the seven bowls are being brought to the earth, the plagues, the earthquakes, the persecutions, the wars. It's all in this beautiful book, but in the midst, of God also doing these things because of his love and mercy. The wrath is also there. There is this constant praise in the book of Revelations. For example, in chapter 15, look at what it says. In the midst of all this persecution, it says this. Great and wonderful are your deeds. This is chapter 15, verse 3 to 4. Great and wonderful are your deeds, O Lord God, the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the ages. Who shall not fear and glorify your name, O Lord? For you alone are holy. All nations shall come and worship you, for your judgments have been revealed. This is on throughout the whole book of Revelation. It's a constant prayer of the saints, of us glorifying and thanking God for everything, because everything is the perfect plan of God. So when Lourdes Pinto can see the struggles in the mission, the struggles in relationships, the struggles with my children, and see them through the immense mercy and goodness of God, I can only glorify him. You see? And it's the same thing with us. Juliana, as she suffers now with her father coming to the end of his life, if she can see this through the lens of God's perfect mercy and goodness, she's glorifying him. So practice that now in Advent. Write it down. Am I seeing this through my narrow lens of understanding? Or am I seeing this through the mind and understanding of God himself? To remember we are part of the 144,000 that are already prophesized in the book of Revelations. Why would the Lord specifically speak to us and tell us you are my 144,000? We need to ponder my family. I, as I read the book of Revelations, I'm in it. (laughs) It's speaking of me. It's speaking of you. I mean, have you ever read the book of Revelations and said, look, this is me. I'm part of this (laughs) 144,000. This is amazing. I've never done that. And I'm doing it now and I'm like. This is so powerful. This is what we need to do this Advent. We need to unwrap and discover the gift of God that he's given us.